Hello, everybody. Live from our new home of SoFi Stadium in the city of champions, Inglewood, California. It's the Ozone. I'm here live with my brother, Terry Miller, also known as the Icons, who I'm facing in the fantasy baseball semifinals right now. It's looking all bad for me right now, brother. I don't know. It's like all bad. Explode. I do. On the How fastball. today? I'm feeling great. Yeah? Yeah. How's your Diamond Dynasty game? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. We, don't know. we love to game, but we only play one game. And it is Diamond Diamonds Dynasty, the double D. It's MLB The Show 21. You can find us online. Getting, Getting some smoke. smoke. <laughs> Getting some smoke. Again, that I got a lot of it yesterday. Oh, my god. I goodness. went like I was one, one in one seven or something like That's that. Bad news. Yeah. He's under. He's in the 600s or fives. You can be, you <laughs> you can be love. I'm, I think All right, I'm, nobody knows what we're talking about. We got a great show for you today. A lot of boxing to talk about. A whole lot of things happening in the world of boxing. The NFL's got big news with Cam Newton getting dropped, which I find very interesting. Jameis making some noise. Um, we got Major League Baseball and the Doyers are back in first place where they belong. But let's start it off with some boxing. What a week in boxing. And last night, I feel like a bombshell dropped, even though nobody's talking about it being a bombshell. Last night, Devin Haney, 130-pound titleist. Uh, yeah, I think he's 130. I know he's 130. I think he has the belt at 135. Yeah, 135. Yeah, and, and he was at 130. Actually just came out on Twitter and said, listen, everybody in Eddie Reynoso's camp is dirty. He said everybody in the camp is on the needle. And what does that tell you? And Eddie Reynoso, who is Canelo Alvarez's trainer, did not appreciate it. And this all spawned. Nor did Ryan Garcia. Nor did Ryan Garcia, who is his nemesis that they seem like they'll never actually fight. Yeah. So it's very interesting because all of this spawned because Oscar Valdez, who won a monster fight earlier this year over uh, Miguel Burchelt, who, which he was the complete underdog, and he was devastated because his idol, Julio Cesar Chavez, picked against him because Burchelt is a monster. Right. And he knocked Burchelt out. And it and went. now we know why. Ooh, do we know why? Because they, they're saying that, first they said it was a diuretic. And, and uh, uh, super featherweight champion Jermel Herring came out and said, uh, listen, man, the diuretic obviously is a, as a, is, a, is a way to get other banned substances out of your system. Right. You're trying to flush your system. And now they're saying it wasn't a diuretic. It was something else that was banned. I can't even pronounce the name, to be honest. It's a phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> and somehow or another, it's now finally becoming acceptable for boxers to speak out. It's very interesting because the reason I say it's a big deal is because in the past, you never really heard boxers talk about other boxers being on the juice. It's almost like they, they all just sweep it on the rug, which kind of leads you to believe that possibly they're on the juice. I really don't. I, you know what? This is just, it's not even a sticky situation. Honestly, they need to start <laughs> no, holding. pun intended. <laughs> they need to hold these guys accountable. Most of these guys aren't being held accountable. The Canelo, Reynoso, the whole camp. You know, you need to go in there and clean house. Basically, somebody has to pay a price for them testing dirty and just give them a little slap on the wrist, pushing the fights back a little bit. And then well, they said it was an A sample, so they're still awaiting the, the B sample, yeah. which usually the B sample just confirms the A sample. Yes. But, but, then, but then there's no punishment. I mean, what's the actual punishment? You don't get to fight for six months? You're not going to fight for six months anyway. Yeah. So what, do, what does it matter? I mean, literally, these guys need to be punished in some form or fashion, stripped of a title, stripped. Oh, wait. 
the power of the black. You need to strip it away. Take a title, take some cheese, do something, but letting these guys just get away with it is a problem. Wow. Yeah. I just I find it really interesting that Devin Haney came out and said something. I'm glad Harry he put him came blast. out and said something. And these are guys that are in that weight class. They're they're near Oscar Valdez. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tainted me, diuretics. Uh, herbal tea. Herbal he tried tea. to say yeah, it was herbal, a herbal, herbal tea. Herbal tea. Come on, dude. If it was an herbal tea, you should have checked it before you drank it. Victor Conti of Valco fame, the, the, king, yes. uh, the king, the king of flusher. Uh, he is the king flusher, the king of microdosing, mm-hmm. came out and said there's absolutely no way that this thing that he tested positive for is in an herbal tea. Yes. Or that he didn't know what he was doing. Or if it was, you put it in there. You, put, <laughs> you, you sprinkled that on top of your tea. Oh, man, 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 man. So, yeah, it's going down. but it's, That's a big, it's a really big deal. Yeah, but it's not right because a lot of those guys get in there. I was, I was doing some research on it, and they're, they're speaking on how, you know, in the earlier parts of the fight, you're able to throw reps and get, get you know, your system going. And then even in the latter part of the fight, you can still throw reps and everything else, you know, punches and bunches as if you were in the first round because you're on the juice. Mm. It's not cool, dude. And especially when you start talking about the big boys because now you're talking about somebody being able maybe – that's murder. <laughs> As the bronze bomber came and told us, if he got on the, the juice, it might be murder might in the, be in murder the ring. In the but ring. then again, he likes to talk about killing people in the ring nowadays for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's, uh, that's on him. Which leads us to the next case, because what I heard about, and there was this big to-do with the Jake Paul-Tyron Woodley fight. Now, folks, we haven't even spoken about the Jake Paul-Tyron Woodley fight because... I think the whole thing, the whole spectacle of what they got going is absurd. It's unfortunate. Well, it's and bad the thing of it, sport. it is bad for the sport. But for I, both sports. But it's good for these, for these boxers and the UFC guys. Yes, but what they're doing is that there's a place for it. But I don't think that the place is to actually act as if this is actually a professional boxing match because it's not. Well, this is the issue. And we have our very first guest on the Ozone who's going to be our very first guest to bring the Ozone back. Nice. Dr. Robbie Jones is live on a Zoom, ready to talk to us from the UFC perspective. I see you. <laughs> I see you. I see you. What's happening, Private Jones? Right? Brothers. What's How you up, doing? Steve? What's up? Oh. You got it? <laughs> so the man, the myth, the legend, cooling out with a fly hat on. Nice. <laughs> got, his, got his auntie's hat on, but we're going to give him love still. Robbie Jones, actor, international extraordinaire. How you feeling, Big Papa? Just had another seed. What's going on with the family game? Talk to us. I'm feeling fantastic. I appreciate that, T, man. It's a beautiful thing, man. Fatherhood is where it's at, fellas. You already know. This is where it's at. But is where it's at these exhibition slash mixed boxing combat sports situation? We just started talking about the Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley situation. Now, we haven't even spoken on the fight. I don't even really feel the need to speak on the fight except for to make the point that it is that I feel like need to be made that all in all, it's a, it's a, it's a show, it's a spectacle, it's a farce. And the truth of the matter is this speaks to the danger of the casual fan for me because the casual fan I, you you read the absurd things that people say about Jake Paul. Now he's ready to fight Canelo. Then how Logan Paul is better than Floyd Mayweather and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Absurd things that people are saying. And it just feeds into the hyperloop of misinformation that we are living in right now that is proving to be as dangerous as any nuclear weapon on the planet. 
because but, it messes up people's minds. Yeah, but you're saying there's a hyperloop of misinformation, but this is what these people are seeing with their eyes, and they've deduced that this is fact because they're watching something and saying that a person that really can't box is better than Floyd Mayweather. But that's because what they're seeing in front of their eyes is already manipulated. Case in point, I don't know what the weight limit was or the weight class is, but Tyron Woodley's last fight was at 147 pounds. Right. And you can see the big difference in size. That's a, that's a, that's a welterweight, 147 pounds. Jake Paul enters the ring probably 180, 185. He looked like he was closer to 200 this time. And they have weight classes for a reason. You know, you have a guy who's a young guy. He still got knocked through the ropes. Still got knocked through the ropes and got held up by the ropes, but he didn't get called a knockdown because one guy sells tickets and the other guy doesn't necessarily matter. Yes. These fights, I'm gonna let you give you. I'm gonna give you the four in one minute, Rob. But the these fights, these fights right here, are totally and completely skewed against the UFC fighter in every single way except for one. And that one way that the UFC fighter wins in comparison to his normal circumstance is his purse, because what the dirty little secret is is what we're finding out now that the, the general public is finding out now is that most of the mixed martial artists, combat artists fight UFC, MMA, $8,000, $20,000, yes. $30,000. They're I, not I making any money. No. They're making no dough for the risk that they're taking. So when a Jake Paul, you can go in there with a guy whose skill set doesn't add up to yours whatsoever, but it doesn't matter because you're getting $850,000. Jake Paul took money out of his purse and gave it to the other boxers on the undercard that he liked, which really changes the game. Take it away, Rob. How do you feel about it? I hear a lot of truth in what you're saying. Uh, it, it's, I feel like it, it really is unfortunate that these guys that are out there doing this MMA stuff can't really make a real living doing it because in some ways, the UFC and mixed martial arts has kind of taken over the whole combat sports space. And these guys aren't, John Jones has been saying this for years. These guys aren't getting enough money. And I think that's the reason why you don't see John Jones fighting in the UFC because he's like, pay me my paper <laughs> and I'm, I'm worth this. I had, nobody has ever beat me in this space. I'm the greatest of all time. And you want to give me this jump change? I don't think so. Um, so to see these fights, these spectacles happening, I can't blame these guys. First of all, um, and then second of all, they're getting exposed. <laughs> they're, they're, they, they, don't have, they, they, they don't have either the stamina or they don't have the capacity to, 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 to do the sweet science. The, the, the MMA game doesn't really translate as well. It as doesn't translate. It, it doesn't translate at all. And vice versa. You know what I mean? I'm sure if these guys were boxers, you see when these guys are boxers, James, Tony, and some of these other guys try to get in the ring, <laughs> they just get, they get annihilated because – they're two different things. You would get but, submitted real yeah, quick. They're, they're totally different disciplines. Right. And what's happening is but just there's like, no happy medium. There is no happy medium. But what the happy medium is, the is the, the bread. That's the happy medium. That's because it. what your casual fan is saying is, is I don't care. First of all, I don't want to be informed. I don't care that it's not fair. I don't care what that it's that it's a balanced playing field or not. All I want is some violence. Right, so and this are, so is a serious not. problem that we're seeing in society. Right. The bloodlust is at the highest levels right now. So now are we like in a Roman Coliseum type environment? 
you know, where the, the audience and the stage are, are us watching this virtually and watching these guys in a combat situation. You know what I'm talking about? No. So we're literally sitting in the Coliseum watching the Roman gladiators fight. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? That's what's happening. Yeah. See, I don't feel like it's that. I, I honestly do. It's the new version of this because you're watching a guy fight against a tiger or lion and all these other things that don't mix or match. This is these guys doing their version of a combat sport that was actually going on in the past as if it's a fair fight. These aren't fair fights that are going they're on. Not fair fights. And these aren't. And I actually don't even think that they're entertaining, to tell the truth. I feel like after you watch it, you feel like, oh, man, I wasted my time with this, you know, and you, people are wasting bread watching it. And for it's that third, part. It's yeah. that part. It's right. Pe- people want to see people that they see are famous go in there and punch each other. That's, That's really all it. it is. That's, That's no, all it, it have, is. It has, and, and they do everything to sell the fight. Oh, you talked about my mama. Oh, you touched my hat. Oh, you messed with my hair. You said something about my girl. And we hype it up and make everybody think, oh, they're going to tear each other's heads off. But as soon as that ding, ding, ding. And they walk around hits. and don't throw any punches. And, they, and these guys aren't. They, the skills level is not there. So what you do is end up feeling like you wasted money on a fight because after three rounds, both of these guys is dog tired. Yeah. And and none of them are fighting at their weight class. It's mismatched. I haven't wasted one dollar on any of these. And no, I, and I, or nor one minute. I can't tell you what happens in the fight other than the clips that show on, on Twitter. Twitter. Because to me, if I just want to see some jackass go around and fight, I can go to a bar. Or 7-Eleven. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or 7-Eleven. Parking lot. Yeah. It's going down. I don't or or the, the football game. <laughs> I don't I don't need I don't I can see what it is. On one hand, I'm happy that people are getting money. Yeah. Jake Paul took a million dollars out of his purse and gave Amanda Serrano the biggest payday for a women's boxing match in history. Ever. Wow. And she looked good too. She got five hundred thousand dollars. She always looks. She yes. looks sharp. Yes. She's because she's always sharp. Yes. That's the thing about her. She's always. She doesn't. Prepared. She doesn't. She doesn't come yeah. in there to play. Yeah. She comes in there to win for her twenty thousand uh-huh. and her thirty thousand, which she wasn't getting paid. Now you're talking about picking up five hundred G. You make some noise. I'll make some noise. Five hundred cash. She going back to Puerto Rico and doing what she got to do. And right. then somebody's going to ask her to do it again. Come on, dude. You know you're gonna do that. I mean, five hundred. I gotta take it. Somebody's gonna ask her to do it again, and she's actually fighting against other fighters, right. That are you know in her weight Not class like and the, so on and so forth. The the top card. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's made her co-main event. You know, I, I actually think that they should come up with a new category because it actually brings down. It it does more of a boost for the MMA audience and UFC audience than it does for actual boxing fans because that part. Yeah, because it needs to be a categorical change for a lot of stuff in society. But this particular needs its own category. These these fights being sanctioned, these fights would never be sanctioned under a normal circumstance. No. So is the sanctioning body just a you know a game? More or less, but it's statewide yeah. because it's so it's so it's the Ohio sanctioning body that fight brought a lot of money to Cleveland, right? So that the Cleveland. Athletic Commission is apt to say, yeah, let's do this. And nobody got hurt. Nobody, you know what I mean? It wasn't like it, it, it ended up working out. But I think the coolest thing about the fight was Jake Paul's belt. I like that belt. When I didn't see the belt. Little thing, it was, you know, little, it was almost like a marquee. It was, I didn't see it. Going around in circles saying Jake Paul. I just Paul saw was bits belt. and pieces of the fight and I was, I was rooting for Tyrone Woodley. Uh, I was too. I, I thought he was, but I honestly, he, he, he got to hang it up. He got to hang it up. But here's the thing. 
this is, I mean, you could argue even though it's, it's not the same at all, but it's very similar to the Manny Pacquiao situation. You got a 24-year-old guy fighting a 40-year-old guy. Those things always favor the 24-year-old guy if things are equal. This situation was not equal, you know, obviously. But in Jake's situation, the thing that I have to give the Paul brothers credit for is that they have pioneered a business model that allows them to benefit for the rest of their lives from something that is really not that dangerous. Because it's dangerous if they were in against other people who were professional boxers. Any level of professional, I'm talking about club fighters. Right. Any level of professional boxing. Someone asked me just yesterday, do you think Jake Paul could be um, uh, Tyson Fury's brother? It's unbelievable. I told him, I said, are you crazy? That dude would put him to sleep in probably in the first minute. That dude's a real fighter. He's and a, he's, he's not a, even good he's like that. Good but, like he's, that. But, he's, but he's a real fighter. But and he's I, a real boxer, And I don't man. think his dad is going to go along with that nonsense. No. <laughs> I don't get the feeling John Fury is playing games with this, this, this dude. But this was the next thing that they're trying to hype up. So what, what they've basically but done he won't is... he not do that. He, and, he, and he shouldn't do that. From a, from a business perspective, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, they need to keep this spectacle alive as long the as exhibition. they can. And it's, they, now they're, they're real fights. But, which is but, ridiculous. But what they've done is, is they've gotten Showtime to buy in. Mm-hmm. And it just speaks to the fact of how much on its last legs boxing actually is. Because... Two dudes who are YouTubers with no skill and with a decent amount of showmanship. I would say Jake Paul is actually a really good showman. He's, he's good at, he's sharp when it comes to, and this is what made him a social media star, both of them. They understand showmanship and they understand spectacle. That's a big deal in today's society. But these two bozos, and I actually like Logan. I never met Jake, but I actually like Logan. Logan is the homie. But these two bozos, I stay with it. These two bozos, and I mean this affectionately, have figured out a way to hack the system so that they made themselves as important as everybody that is not Canelo, that is not Tank, that is not Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury. There's not really anybody else. More important. More important. there's, There's nobody other than those four guys that I would say that is more important financially right now to the boxing space than these two bozos and boxing should be ashamed this would be the equivalent of if i decided during the height of my ballers fame that i'm going to go face novak djokovic at the finals of of uh of of the french open what's even worse (laughs) they would let you (laughs) and that's where i was going yeah is that then the french federation says Oh, hey, oh, we need a mouth to play uh, Nadal. Huh? Hey, maybe it is a good idea. I don't know. It's good money. Huh? This, is, this is the trick. And they've been able to do that. And they've gotten the endorsement of the zone. They've gotten the endorsement of Showtime. Then this is how you get, from what I understand, he actually lost the fight, but they gave him the decision. Yes. So this is, this is how you get this. It's just unbelievable to me. You got 20,000 people in an arena with no mask willing to risk catching COVID to watch a bozo fight a former UFC fighter. Uh, that's, the, that's, the key for, that's the key part. These guys are former. Yeah. Of course. They're not fighting anybody who's of course, current they're fighter. Current, they're not fighting. They're not, they're not anything, fighting any current that's people why that I are said relevant. The risk. The and I don't think it'll ever mitigated. happen. The risk is to reward, right? Yes. The risk is to, yes. even, if they, even if Ty Wood would have knocked him out, 
it matter. would have still been worth four million dollars. Oh, definitely. But but it seems like it's right, knock me out for four real quick. Kenny? Hey, Ty, come on in. We got him. You got my four? <laughs> right. I'm not even training. I'm not even training. <laughs> I might get knocked out on the way to the ring. Oh. <laughs> You got the Holy Ghost. Where's my check? Where's my check? <laughs> this, is the, this is the whole thing. This is the whole situation. And so, you know, you look at it and, and Michael Bipsing, is that how you say the name? Bisping? Bipsing? Bisping. Bisping. I'm not a, no, no disrespect. I'm not a, I, didn't, I don't know uh, the UFC stars like that. Um, but I saw him coming out speaking on it. And it makes a lot of these guys mad, and it should make them mad. Because somebody's getting paid big-time money for not even taking the risk. and That's exactly and, it. And, and I've worked out. I've done the training camp I and everything right. else. Yeah. I got beat up. Yes. I've taken all the lumps, and there's no payout. And I can't pay my mortgage. Yeah. Listen, man. Listen, man. Or my rent. These are two studio. different things, and you can't be mad at that. Like, Bisping, like... You could go the route of getting in the best shape of your life and going out and try to win the UFC championship. Or you could go the route of creating an image for yourself that people want to see and then merging yourself into the lane of spectacle fighter. Right. There's two different things. And you have to decide, where's the money at? If it's about money, like if that's what you're mad about, if it's about money, you find out where the money is. Is the money going to try to work your way up to UFC and making at the top of your career $100,000 for a fight? Or is the money getting yourself in decent shape, creating the following, and then calling somebody out who used to fight? <laughs> my biggest problem with the fight was after the fight when Woodley said, hey, we got to do this again. We got to do this again, man. We got the biggest pay-per-view, you know, whatever. That's pandering to, and then, and, and then the kid comes back and talks to him about getting a, a tattoo. You're going to, I'm going to, I don't, I don't think I can even do that. I don't even know if I can get the tattoo for four. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, a, I'm not getting the tattoo. Yeah, but, but, but I'm not, I'm not I, fooling with the midget but, tattoo. Yeah, but I think that, that that it's under consideration. You know what I'm saying? For $4 million, now you're asking him to sell something more than just the fight. If you're asking him to brand himself with your name. That was the bet, though. That was the bet they made before the fight. Either I know, but this is goes, what I'm saying. It's too far. But either way it goes, we're talking about it. The world has talked about it. And that's the goal. The, the, the big problem is, is athletes, former athletes, you know, people who didn't end up making it professionally like myself or so on and so forth. There's a serious problem where you can't separate your love for the game and admiration for the spirit of sport and so on and so forth from the business. Yeah. Recognizing this, that the sport actually doesn't love you. You love and the sport. This is why you have an Alex Rodriguez on Sunday Night Baseball. Yes. Stinking to join up. Stinking to join up with bad commentary. The lamest voice you can hear. A monotone voice with hey, bad commentary. Fastball. <laughs> For real. <laughs> it's going like 95 miles an hour. It's a fastball. With almost a billion dollars in the bank from the game of baseball, which he did dirty. Yeah. And you look at it, and it goes back to something else in society where sport is supposed to be where everything is equal, where everything is in that, that gets made right, that is wrong in society, and the corruption that has taken place in sport with this the 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 carnival barking circus that comes to town with this different stuff with corruption with cheating and so on and so forth gets incentivized yes. that's the problem now i personally have less of a problem with jake paul and tyron woodley than i do with guys getting caught taking the needle yeah definitely because those guys jake paul and tyron woodley told you what it is they're going to fight. And we're going to put on a show. And we're going to put on a show. We're going to build it up. We're going to put on the show. If you buy into it and you buy it, that's up to you. Yeah. 
Alex Rodriguez and his ilk are deceiving me. They're deceiving the public into making me believe his 500-foot home run is legitimate when if everybody else involved, including the pitcher and everybody else on the field, is not also on the juice, it's actually illegitimate. Right. So there's so much to be covered there in the world of sport, in the world of, you know. Indeed. Yeah, but, th- but this is what it's about. Because, because if we can't count on sport, you already know you have a problem with counting on politicians. You know you have a problem with counting on so many different elements of society. You're supposed to be able to count on sport. This is why it's so valuable when you watch the Super Bowl, when you watch October baseball, when you watch a big fight, because it's supposed to mean more to those guys than it even means to you. Right. And what you're coming to find is, is the result means more to those guys. The reason boxers are walking around all the time, punch drunk and this that, and the other, is because the fight, every fight meant more to them than it did to anybody else in the world, regardless yeah. of getting paid. But you're even going even deeper than that because you're talking about our, yeah, he's going deep because now we're talking about our judicial system is the same way. Because it's not right. It's not about right or wrong. It's about winning. You know, it comes down to winning. So whether you were wrong in the first place, it doesn't matter. If you have enough to afford an attorney or an agreed attorney, then you can get out with the wrong. And herein lies the great American defect. You look at the situation with this Sackler family, the people who makes the Oxycontin, and now they get to the Purdue Pharmaceuticals. These people get to get out, give up four and a half billion dollars, but they keep their money and nobody goes to prison. Right. You guys are the largest dope dealers in the history of the world. You guys are bigger than Pablo Escobar. You guys have the entire country and the entire world hooked on opioids. And the United States government just said, hey, it's OK. And this pertains to sports in the same way of, of, of putting out something different than actually having to have the consequence. So that if you are A-Rod and you get caught juicing, but you hit 600 and something home runs, you will escape the consequences. But if you're Pete Rose and you actually do some petty gambling, nobody will ever mistake Pete Rose for being a lesser ball player than A-Rod or anybody else, to be honest. He may be the greatest baseball player to ever lace the cleats up. Right. Need him on Diamond Dynasty. Do, do we ever? Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you're Pete Rose and your crime is smaller, it's not big enough for you to get away with it. This is what we're seeing in society. This is why we have 50 belts across the weight classes in boxing. That's a problem. But I like what the WBA did. They're saying they're trimming the fat on all that, which is actually stepping up finally. Because you can't keep having all these different interim belts and gold belt or blue belt, you know. Regular belt, yeah. super regular belt, championship belt. Here's what you got, Rob? Here's the slippery slope, though. Lay, lay it on. Don't slip. <laughs> There's all this fundamental foundation and, and moralistic things built into this concept of sport for some people. Yes. But at the end of the day, professional sports is simply entertainment. Like hey. that's that hey. that's the that's, rub. That's the that's bottom the line. Rub. That's the rub. Because people see sport as like, oh, this is this is the foundation of society. If everything ain't going wrong, we could always turn to basketball. We could always turn to good old boxing or the sweet science or whatever. But like once you put money into it, it is now just a part of the entertainment industry. It's just like a movie. It's just like this. Because now you have a vested interest. It's all about money. 
And what I've learned over time is that these companies, the NBA, MLB, like they're all about making more money. <laughs> that's so all it is. And if, that's their, if, if that is the function fouls, of their organization. Right. If we got to call more fouls, if we got to bring in the fences, if we, we got to let guys fence, juice, if we, if we got to, if we got to let people juice a little bit, if we got to, if we got to make sure that the boxing, you know, we don't have no open scoring because we want the right people to win. Like it's all about that bag. So that's the part that we can't, we can't ever forget because we, we throw all this morals into sport, which is a separate thing. <laughs> than professional Un- but but you you hit the word there you hit the, the nail on the head there because it's professional because when you grow up playing sports sports are so foundational for society because they teach young people so much about society and how it should run the discipline life the discipline the teamwork the collaboration component all yes. of this the, the integrity all of these different things that are included in sport underneath the professional level yes but when the break gets involved once you sign that contract, it's a different animal. The bread becomes toxic huh? in a lot of Cause ways. Because you've dirt. contracted yourself to some bigger entity that is all about making money. Off Whose of job you. it is, is to make money. Exactly. So that's where the difference is. So that, hey, I, I just leave that it deep. Rob, talk to me. Who do you got? Who do you got coming up in the UFC that you're excited about seeing fight? You know, I'm not the, the most savvy dude in the world. I try to watch, but they start rolling around on the ground. It gets real bloody. It's tough for me to figure out what's going on. Talk to me. What are the fights we're looking forward to? Honestly, man, I'm so, so, so edge of my seat waiting to see John Jones back in the UFC. I see, I'm, I follow him on Instagram. He's putting on weight. He's a heavyweight now. He's looking like his brothers. I mean, the boy looks like he's straight, like they cut from the same cloth. John was oh, yeah. always the Bones Jones skinny dude, but he walked around looking like Chandler. You know what I'm saying? He, he's heavyweight he's now. Yeah, but I want to ask you about that because. You forgive him for that, this all is, the that's, juicing. I, that's where I was going to go. All the juicing. You, all you, the juicing, all the drug use, what, all the, 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 the way that he took Cormier's title and all that kind of stuff. And, and you, can, you can just sweep you that You look the to right. the side. In spite of everything that we're talking about, yeah. you can look to the side with all that and say, I cannot wait for him to get back in the ring. 100%. And this, wow. And now, why want, is that? You, you want to hear why? Yes. Are you not entertained? <laughs> All you want is that Russell Crowe. Professional athletics is entertainment, my brothers. And this man has not been defeated. And he's, as much as he's gotten aired out, think of all the people that he's beat that have not got aired out. But, but, like but that's an at, assumption but, that you're making that yeah. you can't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's happening and I'm not saying it's true. But well, that's what you're implying. Yeah, when you say I, think of all the other people who didn't get aired I, out. Like a guy like a Cormier who he beat, what is it, twice, three times, but he's been on the juice. Every time. No, and no, he, hasn't, he hasn't been on the juice every time. That's not true. Well, how many times have you been on the juice against Cormier? The last time, he was definitely on the juice. How many times do you get to be on the juice yes. and then not be on the juice and be like, oh, no, but right now I wasn't on the juice? Yeah. No, it, it was cocaine. No, he, he was, was on, on the juice. No, he was on the juice on as the well juice. as cocaine. <laughs> That's like one being pregnant got, one time. One you time know, like... <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so he OJ the juice man though. <laughs> and listen, what you want from me? I didn't. I didn't tell him to take it. Right. He he got he got. So you basically it. you're you're up for an exemption. You get a one to two time juice exemption if your if your entertainment is high enough. It's cold game, man. Man, so you you endorsing a Rod type? Right, right. Say so, Wire, a Rod. Come on, man. 
Lance Armstrong. I mean, well, this you with all of them, but this is the problem. Though. This is society. We, this is where we are. We incentivize oh, yeah. it. That's we it. incentivize it, and and now you know. It's just like I was talking about earlier. There's no consequence of recourse. There's no consequence because now you get in there and get your ass busted by John Jones. Yeah, and, and he could actually kill you, and he can he can actually kill you. Listen, man, they need to go ahead on and just take the freaking just take it off. They they got yeah, it take the band off. It. You want everybody to be able to juice out. Juice them all. We're professionals. It's about the money, right? Uh, not for me, but I, but I hear what you're saying. I've heard that argument before. Let yeah. these cats perform at their highest. Everybody, If I juice, you juice, T juice. We not all. But guess what, though? We can't even get people to take the vax. How you going to get everybody to take the juice? <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. Believe me. These cats are out here on that thing, boy. They out, they out here on that thing, okay? If you let them do it, they're going to be on it. And that's the crazy part. If 10 people in the room is on the juice, we not all going to be the same. And we're also not all going to survive. This is the other part of it. Because, <laughs> hey, you know. because, because the truth of the matter is, once again, the sport is supposed to be a role model for your kids. Right. So now what you're doing in that scenario is, is you're telling your kids, and this is the beef that I've always had with the A-Rods of the world, because of an A-Rod, there are several people who never made it to the show. Who deserved, whose game was nice enough to make it to the major leagues. But I decided not to take the juice. I decided not to take the juice. And now I can't get past single or double A, maybe rookie ball, because A-Rod's got that spot locked up because he's been on the juice since high school. And not only that, but because he's been on the juice since high school, he can put up 55, 60 bombs, which raises the tier. So my 25, 30 bombs is no longer actually premier when it should be premier. But that's okay because Rob says it's all entertainment. <laughs> Man, once you sign the contract, it's entertainment. Oh, I, okay. I, it's, it's a, Ladies and gentlemen, Robbie Jones. <laughs> it's a cold first, world. Get my head. first member of the Ozone. It's and cold he's back out here. again. It's cold out here. It's ice it cold. Is, it is ice Rob, cold. you got anything you want to promote right now? No, man, just promoting love. Okay. Hey, hey, my brothers that, and then you got life, everything man. to promote. There's nothing man. better than love. You understand me? It's nothing better than love out here, man. And I got this, nothing love for y'all, man. Team, Get the book oh, of Corinthians and find oh, out. Boy. That's it. Come on, man. <laughs> that Luther Vandross. Hey, There's nothing better than love. What in the world could you have? Love be thinking of. It's better by far. <laughs> All right. Well, good hearing from you, Robbie. Thanks for chiming in, and we'll catch you sooner than later. All right, feathers. Love y'all. Peace. Love you back. All right, so great call there. Staying in line with boxing. Some interesting news came out. You know, Oscar De La Hoya is about to fight again, along with some of the other old-timers. Unlike everybody else, though, Oscar actually looks good. Yes, he really does. I was very, very (laughs) impressed. He looks better than he looked against training for the Manny Pacquiao fight and whatnot years ago. And one of the things that he talked about as far as getting the six-pack back and getting into shape and whatnot was how he didn't want to throw his life away and how he almost immediately after he lost to Manny Pacquiao and he retired, almost immediately he regretted retiring, which was interesting because he gave you a, a liver shot. <laughs> he did. <that laughs> Dude, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> that almost <laughs> took you down. <laughs> just because. It looked like you wanted to get me. I was like, well, I just saw you from minutes ago, man. He, now he, he just, one time we were hanging with Oscar and he just punched tea in the liver and like, almost broke him down. He, nice, he, quick whoa. one. Like, professional, whoa. very professional. It Short. He kept. They looked at me. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> I still got you it. still got it, dude. So Oscar came out and shared something deeply personal, 
and said that he was basically raped when he was 13 years old yeah. by a 35-year-old woman that was a part of a boxing tournament that he was at in Hawaii. And yeah, you know what's interesting about that is that most people don't ever really think about women, women being predators as well. Yes. And preying on a little boy is really sick. It is. And especially, like so many times that we've seen, what that does to people. Yes, the rewiring of that person. While that person is trying to get their in wiring his, together yes, in, his in, its, in its development stages. Yes. It's very, very unfortunate to hear about that. You know, and, but he's, and, he's, and, and, he's, and, and he spoke about how what that did to him and how that led him to repress that. Yes. And how even though through all the success and everything, he was always searching for himself and he always was questioning himself. Mm -hmm. And this is where you've seen him get into a lot of different situations that are trouble. sticky. A lot of trouble with the fishnet pantyhose, uh -huh. with the, the drug and alcohol addictions. Uh, with a lot of different controversy, because, and you come to find that this is the source. Yeah, you you come to find that they suppress that, you com compartmentalize it, and then you act like it's going to go away without getting any help or treatment, and then it right. blows up in your face eventually. And that's what happened to him. You right. know? But he's still, you know, he's trying to change his life around, he's trying to get purpose in his life, and you can see that. And it's key. Uh-huh. It's, it's key. really key. And I hope that this fight works out well for him, however long this comeback lasts. Either way, it's going to work because it's something that he wants to do. It's you not, can see he wants it. He's yeah. committed. Yeah. And he is one of the greatest boxers of all time. Yeah. Sleep if you need to. Oscar De La Hoya didn't duck nobody. I wasn't a big Oscar De La Hoya fan as a boxer at all. I hated the Golden Boy image and all of that. But Oscar De La Hoya was nice. He was the real deal. Yeah. You had, you had a fight on your hands when he was coming to fight. And the way that he ended up going out was really unfortunate because... As all boxers do, he overstayed his welcome. And, you yeah, know. but he lost a lot of the crowd, especially the Latin crowds, when he beat Julio Cesar Chavez like that. They it was like, nah, dude, they you can't do that. The torch. Dude. Yeah. But Chavez didn't, shouldn't have fought him. Yeah. For Chavez. <laughs> I didn't make you sign the contract, dude. You get some smoke now. I'm going to give you all the smoke. You get all the smoke. You get all the smoke. And he gave it to him, too. He did. He didn't let up. Oh, man. Oh, it was and, ugly. But he's not supposed to. He's not. He's a young bull. Yes. You got in the ring with the bull, and now he's going to give you the horns. Now he's giving you the horns. Which, speaking of which, back now, back to Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> I hope the senator retires. But he's acting like he's not. I hope he becomes the president of the Philippines because it seems as though he always has come across as a great person. Like yes. he's interested in helping a solid people. individual. He looked really bad in the fight. Before the after fight. After the fight. <laughs> before the fight. Yes. Uh, Ugas is not a young bull. Ugas is the 34 and he's a Cuban 34. So who knows if he's actually 34? Yes. And not only that, I mean, Ugas is a good fighter, but I wouldn't yeah. consider him a great fighter. He's not an A fighter, not, yeah. not in my opinion. He's too easy to hit. Yes. And thank the Lord on high that Errol Spence Jr., that they found this problem in his eye because he might have actually killed Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. He might have given him permanent Gave damage. Him some disabilities, you yeah. know, because yeah. I don't think that he could have recovered from that beating that he would have gotten no. from that. If I Ugas never... was able to find him like that, you know, Manny's making every excuse in the book saying, you know, his legs weren't there and blah, 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 blah. They weren't excuses, really. It's just this is age. Those, those are excuses. This when is you age. When you make up something because of your performance, it's an excuse. And he's making up excuses. And this is not acceptable because Ugas was the better fighter and probably is the better fighter right now. Yeah. Manny has done his thing. Nobody should be mad at him. Nobody should be mad at him. I mean, but you went out there. You went out there too many times. And then and Ugas opened up a can of, you know what it is. Of the whoop. <laughs> and whoop ass. Hey, <laughs> dude, close that back up. No, wait, wait. Don't open it right here. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Sorry. Open it up on Manny. I just couldn't stop myself. Yeah. And, it, and it's the truth. 
But thank God that he didn't that he didn't fight a more dangerous fighter. And good for Ugas. I'm not taking anything away from Ugas. No. Ugas did what he was supposed to do. He, he got paid. And guess what? Now he's lined up to make some really big money fighting whoever it is that he's going to fight next with the his belt. that we made here. Yep. You know, yep. Because you I, called it. Yeah, I don't believe that an older fighter like that has the... He used to have the capabilities of beating a Ugas, but he doesn't have it anymore. He could have figured out a game plan maybe to get inside or something. But Ugas wasn't a, like a moving target or anything no. like that. He was standing right in front yeah. of him, popping the jazz. And this, is what, and this is what Manny said. I heard him say the thing that he said that was heartbreaking but was also felt like an admission mm-hmm. was he said, Ugas should have been my easiest opponent that I've ever had in the ring. He said, because he only had one style. Yes. He said, and I was not able to change and combat that one style. But now he's hinting towards he might want a rematch. And I, I think Ugas might put him to sleep the next time. All right, the only other chance that he has is, is that since if he does get a rematch, it won't be two years out of the ring like it was with Thurman. But neither for Ugas. <laughs> Ugas be yeah, ready. I agree. You know, he, and Ugas' biceps should be back together. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. This is... This is where the sanctioning bodies have a problem and what Robbie was talking about is because they're going to let these guys fight because it's entertainment. It's entertainment. But it's about dangerous. The money. Yeah. At, at, at that, his level, it's at, dangerous. At that level and at his age and at his performance level right now, it's not acceptable to watch him go out there and, and fight these younger guys. Well, not even that much younger, but he's been through wars. The dude's been knocked out, what, three times or something like that? Manny? Yeah. Yeah, and, and in, like, complete knockout yeah. fashion, like, over. Like my pillow knockout. Yeah. You know what Mike I'm Lindell? <laughs> when don't you understand? <laughs> the machines were rigged. They were. Com- I have the evidence. The machines were completely rigged. It's gonna come out on July 39th. <laughs> you got me with that one. Got me a little Lindell action. I can you get no comeback. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is a real nut. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, he, he got put to sleep yeah. several times. He so did he, his thing, though. He's been doing wars. Marquez, like I said, he's been, I mean, come on, man. Morales, he's fought all kind of cats. He's done his fought thing. Giants. Yeah. Fought Giants. When he fought Margarito, he looked like, it now looked like, kid. yeah, it looked like Logan Paul and Jay and Floyd Mayweather. Claudio, Cotto, you know, you name it. But you name it. Now it's over, Mosley. man. Mosley. Yeah, it's over, and it's fine because you have a great career. Even when you, but this is where you have to go out. It seems like the fighters don't aren't happy until they get beat to a pulp, and, and they I have to get dragged off the, out I, the ring. I believe that that's a product of the CTE. Maybe so. I know. I really think that's clinically a product of the CTE. Like you have to continue. It tells you to keep going, and that's a product of getting your head banged around. I too don't much. think that that's what's doing it. I think what's doing it is that the crowd cheering him on and telling. You should see everybody that even when they signed Ugas up to fight him, he was still the favorite. He looked terrible. He looked terrible when he was training for Errol. He looked terrible training for Ugas. He just looked terrible. And it's not even a knock on him. It's just that he his time has passed. That's and and is maybe too. maybe he's got a trick that we just don't know about. Yeah. That's all it is, too. Wait, what do you mean? That he's going to come back and turn oh. into a different person. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I did, that you're insinuating the needle or something. I oh, no, no, no. I, I, I okay, never, okay, okay, okay. No, no, I just no, wanted no, to clear no. that up. Um, but for me, you know... Speaking of which, two young studs that just signed up to fight, uh, Jamel Herring and Shakur Stevenson, are going to fight in Atlanta in October. Now, that's going to be a great fight. I am very excited about that. Yeah. Herring is legit. I know. I think I still think Shakur needs a little bit more seasoning. That's why I think it's going to be a great fight, because this is going to be the tester fight. The problem with Shakur is he gets in there and totally dominates and has to carry guys right. to get rounds. Right. He's not going to have to carry Herring. No. That's not what's going to happen. And this is where I'm talking about the seasoning kicks in because he might not 
be prepared to fight that. You don't know you until don't you know. do it, though. That's but that's, the, but that's and, why and that's how you get up your game. That's how you up your game. I'm very excited for that fight. Uh, I just read that Clarissa Shields just signed on for a massive fight against Savannah uh, Marshall, which I do believe is going to be one of the bigger fights in women's boxing history as well. And she got a treat named after her. That's yeah, the one I which saw. Which is awesome, right? Congrats, Chomp. Yep. Yeah, she did that. That was just great. And she, and she wants to come on the Ozone. Ben want to come on. Maybe she come on and promote uh, yeah. uh, the Savannah Marshall match. The, the, the invite is there. She knows what time it is. Um, what else do we got going in the world of boxing? Unfortunately, Big Charlo ran out on a bill because it sounds like he just got frustrated. Yeah, people playing games with his card. People play games with his card. Yeah. He walked out, and in classic Texas fashion, they're ready to throw him in the gulag. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we need to wait for the details to come yeah, out. Yeah, I anticipate that's going to go away. Yeah, because from the information that I read, they were playing around with his card. He got a, got yeah. upset. And, you know, and I've had some of those circumstances happen yeah. myself. Like, hey, man, don't disappear, disappear with my card. But I don't know the details. But it sounds like that they're, they're, they're trying to get him for felony robbery, yeah, though, which yeah. is and the threats because he said he was going to tear the place up. <laughs> what can you do? He's a fighter. <laughs> ah, come on, man. Come on, Big Charlo. So we'll see what happens there. But moving on, ladies and gentlemen, it's almost time for October baseball. But to get there, you got to get through September. And the Doyers are back in first place after a sweep of the Braves. I have to be honest. I didn't expect the Dodgers to get back to first place this quickly, given the gap this that they had to make the up. The year. Yeah, they were down eight and a half games. Don't be mad because the Padres ain't making no noise. Eight and a half games ain't like the like no crazy stretch out of 162 games. Okay, child. So you can be mad at the Dodgers if you want to, but they're in first place. Yeah. And the Giants look like they're falling apart. The Giants are falling apart. They're definitely, but they're playing against Milwaukee. But the Dodgers didn't look that good even beating the Braves. Well, I don't understand. They got the dub. What do they need to look well, like? They, they what do a, you do they need to look like for you? They need to look like a team that could actually beat a complete solid team. So do you think that they can beat every team in the National League? When they're healthy? Yes. Because Mookie Betts came back, and Mookie Betts looked like Mookie Betts yeah, but since bull, he's come but back. But your bullpen is not up to code. I don't know about that. What don't you know about? They give it up all the time. They give up the booty. I don't know if they give up the booty. Hey! <laughs> I got you. You right there. Ping! around <laughs> <laughs> jumper. Ping! <laughs> yeah, so he... So, so yes, I don't know about that because Ken Lee's got almost 30 saves. He's blowing four or five, but who hasn't? What's a couple of blown saves amongst friends? You know, Ken Lee still goes out there. Some days he looks like the old Ken Lee, and some days he looks like an old Ken Lee. But for me, he's my fantasy closer. He's been getting it done. Um, I think the Dodgers, when they're – They're starting rotations in flux. It's in flux. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Kirsch is about to throw back to the live uh, hitters, though. Yeah. So I think I, that they'll have to figure out a way to get his arm strength. But Well, they'll be able to get his arm strength because one of the things that I did not know was that the minor league system, um, season has been extended a month this year. Oh, probably because they started late. Uh-huh, because they started late. So yeah. okay. he might be able, if he comes back in the next couple of weeks, he'll be able to get his arm strength. He'll have any setbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know – I think that the races are going to come down to it. A lot of it is going to come down to what, what they have on the MLB site now, which is the difficulty of scheduling the month of September. Mm-hmm. And the Padres got a really difficult schedule coming up. Oh, the Padres are in trouble. They're in major trouble. The Padres are in serious trouble. Yeah. Because Blake Snell finally showed up, and now the rest of the pitchers can't pitch. Yeah. Well, Chris Paddock looked good the other night, but one of the problems is that you have He's two, facing a bum squad. Yeah, and you Darvish came back. And got his tits ripped. Yeah, so they, they're, 
they're struggling, man. Yeah. And their bullpen. Is I was about to say their bullpen gives up the booty. Yeah, you have two two guys in the back end of the bullpen that are halfway decent, which is Melanson and your boy. What's uh the hard thrower? The Pagan? Yes. Emilio. Emilio. I almost gave you Angel. Uh-huh. No, I don't know what Pagan is doing right uh-huh. now. Somewhere <laughs> stroking his hair. <laughs> nice man. <laughs> he had a beautiful man, especially when he had a triple. He's, he brought in triples or, alley up uh-huh. here. Or when he, when he runs it down. When he go get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then you have, then you have uh, on the other side of the coast, you got the New York Yankees rattled off their best winning streak in 60 years. Yeah, but now and, they're in a losing streak and losing but, to the Angels. But – their ace came out and showed up and, and deaded that losing streak. My question to you is, is Aaron Judge underrated? Very much so. I think that he's in the top, probably the top ten. Of That's a- what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking maybe even top five. He's yeah. definitely in the top ten players in all of baseball. Yes. I mean, honestly, what do you have? Like you have Shohei. You, of course, you throw Mike Trout in there. You have, yeah, when he's playing. But what yeah, we're talking about right playing. now, when he's yeah, not but, playing. But, but we have Aaron Judge. But even when Aaron Judge is not playing, he still wanted Mike Trout. They still consider he wanted the better player. Oh, no, no, player. I understand. I'm but talking I'm about saying, actually right now. Yeah, you know, I, because I understand. You're, you're talking about a guy that can do literally everything on the field. He's a he's he's great. He's got great defense. Crazy defense. Yeah. I feel like it's totally underrated. Strong arm. He's fast. Even though actually they act as or implies that, it, that he's not fast, but he can skate. Yeah, he, can he just skate. doesn't look fast because yeah. he's a giant. Yeah, because he's six seven. Six. Yeah, I mean, the dude but he's moving. For, hit for average. Hit for power. And one of the and best he's clutch. And one of the best things about him is that he's still young. So he's got a lot of growing in game to develop. Yeah, come on, man. One thing that I really liked, I saw last night that he did in that Angel game, they were, Steve Cichek actually threw a ball that almost hit him. It was a, a, a two-seamer that ran in and almost hit him in his knee. And he, still looked at, he looked at him, he stared him down. He stepped out of the box, he turned around. Then Steve Cichek threw him a slider that ran away from him that he fouled off late. Then Cichek hung a slider. And it's still flying. And it's over here in so far. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the dude. Gave you great Vladimir Guerrero, huh? Yeah, big time ball. Uh-huh. Senior. Uh, yeah. Junior, big time too, though. Yeah. But I'm just and my about Blue Jays it. are falling apart. The no. Blue Jays can't even beat the Baltimore Orioles. They ain't going nowhere. No, they might. But they're young, though, you know. And George Springer's been in and out the lineup, so that always hurts. And if he's in and out of the lineup, because it seems what he brought to that and what they paid for was them to show them how to win. Yes. And when he's in the lineup, they he do that. He shows them how to win. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has more they confidence. They need help in the bullpen. Yeah. Desperately. Okay. They had to release Brad Hayes. They, they just brought up Nate uh, Pearson, uh, was it today or yesterday? Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Hill Harbor. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but yeah, but they had to get rid of Brad Hand. They they, they traded for Brad Hand. He stunk to join up. Stunk to join up. Had to release him. Gave him his papers. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Rays just keep scoring runs and winning games. They don't play the you know the glitzy glamour game. They play the winning game. They play the winning game. And so game. they're going to be a problem anytime they get because they do have a bullpen and they do have start front line pitching and they just they got some play, speed and they have a little pop. A little got, pop. Got your boy Nelson Cruz. Boyle. Mm-hmm. They got Nelson Cruz. Yeah. They got uh, uh, Lau. Yeah, Brandon Lau. They're the real deal, man. Yeah. They're a problem. Look, man. <laughs> Zunino. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Zunino got big pop. Yes. He, he strikes out a lot. He's got big pop. Comes with strike with big pop. Seems like the central in both divisions are the, the, the least contestable, you know, situations. Milwaukee is a problem. People don't look at them like that because they play. They never show up, though. That's the thing. Well, but because their pitchers are still developing. You talk about Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. Both of them are still in their 20s, and both of them are – Two of the best pitchers in baseball, so I they're going to be going to miss out on. They're always going to be in the game. Jesus Aguilar. What? <laughs> no, no, then you miss out <laughs> because what they do bring is a crazy bullpen, front end of the middle relief, and the back end of the bullpen. 
are monsters. You got Devin Williams, you have Josh Hader, and then you're talking about a three-headed monster with Freddie Peralta, uh, Corbin, and Woodruff. That's enough to win series, man. It's enough to win, especially a short series. Yes. So any of those teams that run into them can have a problem. I think the problem, the, the team that's having a problem are the Philadelphia Phillies. You don't never know what Philly team's going to show up. I, I think the bigger problem is the New York Mets. Yeah, but no, they Mets are out of it. The Mets, you know, and... and it's hard to be mad at Javi being Javi, but they brought him over there, and they're surprised that he's Javi. Yeah. They had this whole debacle with the fans with the thumbs up, thumbs down. Can't do that to the fans, man. They pay the bills. I don't know. It seemed like them and the fans came to an understanding because after that, Javi showed improved, and he started balling, yeah, and they won the, some games. But the owner had to come and rip everybody a new one, too. Then you have the acting general manager getting caught coming from the owner's house, uh, intoxicated behind, behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah. He had to take a nap yeah. on the highway. I just say this all speaks to a bigger problem with the Mets, and even though they have a new owner, something's going to have to happen because it spits. I spit. It sits along right with the same values that they have, with all their pitchers always getting hurt. Strength and conditioning is never right. I mean, I, and nobody produces when they go there. Right. Why can't you produce for the Mets? I don't we get. We know it. people in the Mets organization, but they're actually not. Doesn't seem to be a very solid organization. Doesn't seem like as it. far as you know, they never can seem to. Totally or completely put it together. They have all the pieces. They have all the pieces. I mean, you have the best pitcher in baseball when he's playing. When he's By pitching. far. Yeah, it's not even close now. It's not even close. Jake DeGrom is the best pitcher on the planet. Yes, but he can't pitch. He I can't mean, stay on the field. And then you had that rash before you, that rash of forearm strains, that rash of whatever. It's always something. Yeah, yeah. it's always something now with Now we them. have Lindor go down. You paid an arm and a leg for Lindor, but now he can't play. You know, the, Javi Baez came in and reported to, to the deal ASAP, you know. Exactly, right after the I physical. Mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, and the only person that's still out there consistently is Pete Alonso. Yeah, and then he doesn't have any help. So, no. you know. Jeff McNeil is in and out, but yeah. Brandon Nimmo, you know. So the Mets. I like Brandon Nimmo. He uh, plays hard. But, but they're, they're I out of I hear what you're saying. They're I hear what you're saying. They so, got to look for next year. But I'm interested in the Phillies. I like the Phillies. I like the Braves. Even though the Braves are hurt, if Ozzy Albies come back, uh, yeah. the Braves got a lot of pieces. They do have a lot of pieces. But The Braves pull Eddie Rosario off their bench. And you know that young kid is a, one of their best pitchers, if not the best pitcher that they have. And Jorge Soler goes to launch. Well, I don't care where he is. Well, it seems like, you know, him being relocated, coming into a new place, and it's revitalizing because, you know, he wasn't – he's actually playing in the outfield now. And I think that, you know, this is where the DH hurts because yeah. in the American League and when you're growing up playing the game, if they ask you to come off the bench or do a pinch hit situation, if you're a guy that never does that or whatever – It's a very specific skill. Yes, and it's very, very hard to do. The Dodgers yeah. had Manny Mota forever that they – you know, that, that was his – that was his stick. He was I mean, incredible at it. You could never find anybody better than Manny Mota. Yeah. But – when you talk about a guy nowadays growing up playing all day, every day, and then all and of a sudden. And we're seeing it with Shohei Otani. Yeah. When he gets to play the game, when he's pitching and everything, you're, you don't know what you might see because the guy You're going to see something spectacular. The, yeah, the, guy the guy just stole home the other day. Yeah. He's got 20 stolen sacks. He's technically 20-20, which nowadays is the new 40-40 with the slide step. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy, you can't say enough about him. His numbers are through the roof. Numbers are insane. And he's on, they said he was on the place, what, to hit how many, 57, 58 bombs? Something crazy. Just keep him in the lineup. He's going deep. Yeah. If you can keep him healthy. I understand about them resting him every now and then. I do, too. You know, and but, I think Joe Madden has a better understanding than Mike Socha did about how to use him. I think that the Angels actually probably deceived him on signing I with him. I think so, too. You know, because I think that they told him they were going to play, let him play both ways. And when he got there, they're like, oh, no, dude, we didn't mean both ways. We just meant some days. (laughs) (laughs) There was a bad connection. (laughs) International calls, dude. They're letting the dude pitch every seven or eight days, and and he's a pitcher, you know. And actually, everybody can see he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah. And he's 
actually one yeah, best hitters in baseball, one of the best base runners in baseball. And one of the things that they have to get out of is thinking that he can't play in the field because he actually can play in the field as well. I agree. I agree. Yeah, what an action-packed episode of the Ozone. We're going to have more for you straight off the Zoom for an espresso shot because it's time for college football. And we got some picks and tips for you for the next weekend that's coming up for college football. Also need to talk about the NFL, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. It's a lot to cover, but we're going to wrap this episode of the Ozone up. We're going to wrap you up with a quote. And the quote is, strong people stand up for themselves, but stronger people stand up for others. We're all in this thing together, ladies and gentlemen, and this melting pot is getting real stewy nowadays. Please take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and this is the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream.